And welcome to a special 4th of a July edition of the Video Store Junkies Junkyard. Jun I'm not sure which one it's going to be this time. Hell, we'll just call it the 4th of July Video Store Special. That's right. For this 4th of July weekend, we're going to be going and doing that, that patriotic movie, 1776. Oh, oh. What? Just when you thought it was safe to stand up and salute the flag. Uncle Sam is back with a vengeance. A Kuwaiti military unit discovered a mass grave in the desert. They positively identified the body. Jody, stay away from the coffin. You never fought for your country. You just killed for the love of killing. Now, Uncle Sam has a contract on America. <gasps> Draft dodgers, watch out. Someone's been killed. Tax cheaters, beware. No one will ever burn another flag. Nobody will ever desecrate another grave. And no politician will ever tell another lie. And the July 4th weekend will never be the same again. From William Lustig, director of Maniac and the Maniac Cup trilogy, comes an all-new terror experience. <laughs> Uncle Sam. He's a red-blooded, all-American nightmare. Uncle Sam wants you dead. What's what we're doing? Oh, oh, okay. We're doing, <laughs> we're doing Uncle Sam from 1996. Written by the great Larry Cohen, who brought us such wonderful things as Cue the Winged Serpent and um, Maniac Cop. And directed by William Lustig, who directed things such as Maniac and Maniac Cop. This is a slasher comedy, not sure what the hell else it is. And uh, with me, I've got Zach, Renee, and Alan tonight. And we're going to be trying to figure out just what the hell is going on in this movie. Um, you guys want to go ahead and introduce yourselves, even though I already introduced you. So how about you, Alan? Uh, I'm Alan and I saw uncle Sam last night. <laughs> oh yeah. Tell, tell me, tell us about your relationship with this film. <laughs> no, I had actually saw, I had actually seen this movie. Um, well, I guess sometimes since 1996, I think I saw this about 10 years ago and obviously would never watch it again until you said, Hey, we're going to, we're going to talk about this on July 4th or that weekend and and i couldn't remember anything about this movie except that of course it was about uncle you know a guy in an uncle sam seat so uh yeah i watched it last night so i've seen it twice okay and uh how about you renee what's wh who which renee are you and what's your relationship <laughs> with this film well i am the renee uh <laughs> and uh, i just watched this for the first time last night and uh i don't know about you guys but I know what I'm going to be doing every 4th of July for the rest of my life. Is it uh, getting on stilts and peeping at women? Actually, it is. Same. Same. <laughs> and speaking of, of peeping at women, so Zach, <laughs> can you to introduce yourself and your relationship with this film? Yeah, so I'm Zachary Edgerton. I am a huge fan of this movie. Uh, I, I've been a huge fan of this movie since I watched it uh, last night for the first time. Uh, no, I'm actually not, but we'll talk about that. I do remember seeing this movie in the actual video store when it came out. I would have been, uh, I guess, around 12 when this movie came out. 
Um, so I guess I was I was around the age of a Jody himself, uh, who I incidentally lost out to uh, Christopher Ogden for that role. And I want probably one of the reasons I hate this movie. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I remember seeing the video, uh, the the VHS in the store because it had the like uh, hologram cover on it, where it was like uh, it had a, a a normal looking guy in the Uncle Sam suit, and then he like moved it, and it turned to uh, the evil dead Uncle Sam. So uh, definitely was aware of this movie, but did not had not watched it until uh, about 24 hours ago. Cool. Well, I'm Paul, and. Uh, first, I remember when it came out and going, "Wow, it's one of those trashy slashers." Like grumbly, whatever. I was, I don't know what was wrong with me. And a couple of years ago, it was showing at the uh, Alamo Cinema Draft House in Raleigh. Here, and I said, "Oh shit, we got to see this." So I took my two sons, who were late teens, early twenties, and their two girlfriends, and uh, went and saw this. And actually, was saw it with a uh, Doc Rotten of the Gruesome Magazine podcast, and all of us went and saw it and had an absolute ball. And that's why when we were trying to figure out what we'd review this weekend, I said, I know the movie, 1776. And everyone said, no, we're not doing a two and a half hour musical. <laughs> I'm like, but, but, and they're like, no. So I said, okay, how about Uncle Sam? So, yeah. So let's just dive into this, this wonderful, trashy, garbagey, repulsive slasher. Um, oh, and let me, let me just start by saying the reason I saw this movie the first time um, was, you know, I'm sort of a sucker for any, um, horror movie around the holiday, you know, ever since um, uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, you know, I was like, oh, well, I wonder what yeah. other movies there are there about, uh, you know, any holiday. So that's why I actually saw this. So, you know, if you could make a horror movie about a holiday that hasn't been done, you know, something like, uh, I don't know, uh, Columbus Day. Fourth of July. Or, uh, or uh, well, no, see, that's been done now because we're getting ready to review that. Oh, that's like, true. You know, oh, Groundhog Day or something like that. I mean, I would I would watch that just for the uh, because it's around the holiday. There is a Groundhog Day movie. It's called, <laughs> yeah, but it's called Groundhog Day. <laughs> yeah, but it's not horror. Well, but then they did that as Happy Death Day. So, you know, anyway, so let's just dive into this movie. Um, the general premise really is it's yeah, it's a an undead slasher dressed in an Uncle Sam costume. Um, it the film opens with uh, the death of. His name is Sam in uh, Desert Storm in Kuwait. They find his crashed helicopter and he's burnt alive, but somehow he manages to kind of come back and shoot two of his, uh, to the two soldiers who are looking for him because it turns out it was friendly fire that shot him down. And then it opens this amazing, wonderful uh, montage <laughs> to Stars and Stripes with all these bizarre historical uh images of uh uncle sam and uh i think that was when you guys saw that what did that what did that um did that cue in anything on about this film oh man yeah it was hilarious i just saw this last <laughs> night i don't even remember that part what <laughs> the cut. it was such a great cut <laughs> yeah da, 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 da. all right maybe not zach nothing from you huh I, I, I was I, honestly I, I knew that I was in for something pretty special. special when the movie is called Uncle Sam. The opening scene reveals that the the zombie soldier is named Sam. And then the scene immediately following the opening credits reveals that the main character is the de the zombie soldier's uh, nephew, making yeah. it his uncle. 
Yes. Like, yeah, a little on a the literal nose. Uncle Sam. A yes. little on the nose. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, this film is all about subtlety. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look, we did how we've done how many and still have how many to do of Romero films. You know, I don't think we shy away from films that aren't that subtle. Um, of course, the Romero films often at least have a point of view. I th- <laughs> we can get to that in this one. Um, so, yes, like you said, we we find out that uh, Sam's nephew who idolizes him. Uh, I don't even know what the hell's the kid's name. Like these characters are Jody. so Jody. Yeah, Jody. These characters are so generic. I honestly remember as like kid with bad haircut, uh, <laughs> a soldier's wife who looks just like the soldier's sister. Which maybe there's something. Yeah, I can't psychological- get yeah. yeah, maybe there's something psychological going on there. Maybe is that yeah. is it a commentary on this character mm. that he married a woman who's very similar to his sister? Mm. Nothing. Well, or that, I think that all comes white up women later. look the same. Yeah. Oh, that comes yeah. up later. Yeah. Oh, that, oh, that does. Yeah, that oh, does shit. We'll, we'll talk yeah, about that. Oh, shit. That's right. Oh, did you already? Did you already forget? No, no. I'm just yeah. too excited oh, yeah. about that. Oh, okay. I jumped ahead. So yeah, anyway, like, things took a turn. Things took a turn. So anyway, um, yeah. So basically, they've been informed of of Sam's death, and the wife kind of reacts a little oddly. Uh, we can say, and um. Jody goes to school. She does show and tell, and and uh, you know he's he's obviously very very proud of his his uncle, but also his uh, teacher played by Timothy Bottoms. Who I swear, whenever I see Timothy Bottoms, all I can think of him is when he played uh, George Bush in the short-lived "That's My Bush" sitcom in the early two thousand. Oh my god! The uh, the uh, Trey and uh, uh, Parker. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, their sitcom. And then I think, didn't he also play, I think he also played Bush in Harold and Kumar Escape from Guantanamo oh, Bay. yeah. What? So, okay, yes. so, so there's a there's a connection here to the uh, the the kind of uh, patriotic and uh, the question of, of war and the U.S. involvement overseas. Yes, I, I think so. Just a, a different Gulf War at that point. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently, so apparently he's played. Sorry, I, I actually just looked it up because I had his IMDb page open already. He's played Bush. <laughs> he played him in Death by Bush. He played him in the Crocodile Hunter Collision Course. He played him in DC 9-11 Time of Crisis. Uh, apparently, yeah, he I guess he found his. Uh, I guess he looks a, a lot while. like Bush did. He really he really did have kind of a Bush Bushish <laughs> look. But in this, he plays a, a, a Bushist. Um, is that Bush, a thing? Bushish, Bushish, Bushish. The Bushish. Bushest, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. He's really Butch. Is that better? So, <laughs> anyhow, anyhow, yeah. His character. That at one point it comes up. Someone asks, I guess, about fighting in war, and he mentions about Vietnam, and it's a very highly implied that possibly he had even skipped to Canada during Vietnam to avoid the draft. To which Jody goes. <laughs> Uh, uh, how would you guys describe Jody's reaction? He called. Oh, he said, "My uncle says you guys are cowards." Yeah, I didn't say it. He did. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> kid. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, so uh, basically, we we have this. We have. Uh, I mean, it, well, can, can we? Sorry, can, can yeah, we, yeah, can no, we back up a little bit. I, I please think do. Otherwise, I'm just going to fly through. Yeah, there, there are two very important points here. that I, that I want to I want to call out. Now, we mentioned that the the mom and I guess the I guess her sister 
uh, which again, I, I can't remember their names for the life of me, but you know, Jody's mom, uh, I, I was very confused because they look so much alike. They cast the like two most similar looking white women as possible. And mm-hmm. I was, I was very confused, but, but I love how they set up that the, like, <laughs> I guess the, 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 the widow, the, the Sam's widow is basically surrounded by perverts. Um, yeah. she has, she's like, she's like dating the sheriff who is incredibly pushy and is like trying to basically like, say, like invite himself in to, uh, to fuck her. And then the, excuse me, excuse my language. I think we're just going to have a drink. And at that point, uh, they don't uh, sure. know that Sam is dead, right? Or do they already know exactly. that Sam is dead? No, no, no. Yeah, and he's only been he's been missing for three years. Be- because at, at right, that's the scene right after uh, she drops him off, and, yeah. uh, or he drops her off, and then the uh, the uh, uh, I don't know what his rank is, but like the army guy is there. I think and, he was a sergeant. The he's cre- a sergeant. Yeah, creepy sergeant. The, this yes. creepy sergeant who also wants to fuck her because then he's he's in the he's in the hotel room like talking about. I don't even know who he's on the phone with. But he's on the phone, like talking to someone. It's like, oh yeah, it's what we call public relations. Ha ha ha! So, so bad. It was so Sir, Sergeant, Sergeant Twining, played by Bo Hopkins. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. he was. He and the thing is, before he even did that, you could tell he was creepy. Yeah. He just had yeah. this creepy vibe to him, and and and. But see, I I think the whole thing is it's it's a it's a metaphor for you know how dehumanizing <laughs> oh, this boy. is and are we, are we at that point yet no wait oh, anyway <laughs> no i think it's a metaphor for how uh <laughs> how a bunch of men will gladly take advantage of a uh a widowed uh a war widow um, well, and then also you've got the, the all right uh, speaking of not subtlety i think you also have that or i think it comes a little bit later um yeah because at this point the the body isn't there yet they uh mm. the sergeant shows up um and uh then um you have i think what does the, the they they decide for whatever reason not to keep the body at the wife's house but at the sister's house which at this point we didn't even, i didn't even realize they for some reason i thought they lived together but they don't oh, yeah um, it was totally confusing yeah right uh, but, and but you, well, okay, now, sorry. The, the biggest question i had well yeah. there's like three of them i'm gonna wrap them all into one okay <laughs> if he, he had been he had been missing for three years had he died three years ago and they just found the body? I yeah. thought that's what it was implied. Yeah. Because yeah. in the very okay, beginning, so they this, say this... They, there was like a sandstorm. Had They had crashed. The sandstorm had covered it up. And then there was another sandstorm that had just uncovered it. Oh, wow. Which, I missed that part. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the number one Uncle okay. Sam fan in the world. Uh, come on, man. Says the number one I mean, Uncle Sam fan. The, the people, there were people outside of the helicopter when he was dead, you know, and. Yeah, he said, "Oh, it's just friendly fire," and you know he shot them. Yeah, but they don't. I mean, obviously they don't show up anywhere else, right? So they're dead. Well, because they're dead. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I <laughs> guess that was just some people that, that must have won the contest to be in the movie. Because it's like, how do we get them in here? Because you know nobody <laughs> could possibly have any knowledge of that scene except him, right? And he was well preserved for three yes. years. Well, it's, um, it's magic. Well, he's, he's a zombie, a zombie Alan. And, and then, and then, he's okay. And even bigger sand. question than that. My biggest question is, you know, normally something brings you back. Did did they reveal what brought him back, or was it just pure rage? You know, I he's think just it so was rage. rage. No, I think it was like a tulpa, and the kid like activated him with his a tulpa. What's yeah, a tulpa? A, tulpa? a tulpa. Yeah, tulpa. It's a like tulpa? it's like um, a tulpa. God, a tulpa. A tulpa? 
it's it's like a manifestation that is Thank created you. from your from your mind or, or imagination yeah. not actually your imagination i'm saying that badly but yeah it's it's concept well, in, i think kind of like eastern religions that um yeah you basically manifest something uh from your uh uh from your from your imagination yeah it's like so, you think so about it so the, much here's, oh, here's, okay. here's well the actually thing. actually that that ties in because <laughs> In the in the beginning, the kid you have that scene, and then the kid wakes up and says, "Oh, I was dreaming about Sam," mm -hmm. right? Which implies well, that maybe that first scene was actually maybe even the kid's dream, and that might have been what brought him back. I, well, see, I there think, was a scene where a kid oh, was burning a flag and twirling it, and like that was later, the, Alan. That was later. I know, no, well, no, no, that's the thing. See, I think they should have put that as like what brought him back, but he wasn't in the grave, uh, so how would that have brought him back? Well, anyway, get back to Zach, you were about to say something. Zach, well, no, no, I, I was actually, I was actually going to say the exact same thing that Alan was, which was they they infer that it's like maybe the kid because he also remember he like steps on the glass and then they they very purposefully show the yes. blood falling yeah, on the on. picture. And I was like, and oh, maybe that's what brought him back. But then later they they yeah they show like the the kids, <laughs> which like, we'll, we'll talk about the scene when we get there because it's very confusing to me. But yeah, they show the kids burning the flag. Who you know, who who didn't in in their high school years uh, hang out in in, in uh, graveyards burning flags and drawing swastikas on uh, headstones? But then they like show that, and that's like when he wakes up and I think gets out of the coffin. So he it's was resting it, till then. He has like two origin stories, I guess, or um, three, or, yeah, or three. I don't know. I, All I, right, I don't so think somehow. Anyway, they they bring the body there, and then well, when, does, well, when the hell does on, Isaac well, A show up? I, I was about to say you skipped over. One of three people in this movie who can actually well, act worth a damn. Well, okay, so so to me, the the movie is is a bit of a fever dream. It's only the second time I've seen it, and it is a bit of a fever dream. So you lose track of the actual the actual um, uh, sequence of events. They're all just oh, kind I, of there. I, I think, I think they, Larry Cohen lost track of the sequence of events while he was writing it. It well, no, no. See, it flows together. It's it's a it's like a tone poem. And it's like, a, it, it, the idea is that it's to get across the ideas and the feeling, the specifics do not, like, how was he brought back and what, or don't matter. What matter is the feeling of the film. Mm. So anyway, Isaac Hayes. <laughs> Isaac yeah, the, Hayes. The, Isaac Hayes, who's a, who's a Korean War vet who we figured if he was <laughs> actual, Isaac Hayes' actual age, Isaac Hayes would have been about 12 or 13 when he was fighting in Korea. Now, Isaac Hayes can play older. He could play older. So he was, you know, maybe he was playing an older character, right? Well, yeah, I also believe, like, Isaac Hayes, uh, I, I actually believe that he could have been fighting in Korea when he was 12. So that, that doesn't true. actually bother me too much, uh, to be honest. But yeah, but he's... he's <laughs> oh, no, go ahead. He's, yeah, he's a family friend, and he... He, he has a bit of survivor's guilt from being the only person to get out of a foxhole alive, though he lost a leg in Korea. And also he has a guilt because I believe he was the one who told stories to a young Sam as he was growing up that encouraged Sam to go into the military. Um, and so therefore he actually feels guilty for Sam's death, is, mm. is uh, at least what it came across to me. Yeah. Yes? I felt a little bit of that in like, some sort of survivor's guilt. Cause he also talked later about being what one of nine people that survived some incident. Yeah. And he's like, why was it them and not why, why am I the one who survived? Yeah. I will say the only, it kind of the lighting and everything when they brought him in, it kind of reminded me of shadows in the clouds when they were introducing those characters. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not wrong. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah, I mean, hey. so yeah, we were talking about, 
actors that could actually act worth a damn. And Isaac Hayes certainly did. He cer- mm-hmm. certainly brought brought that to this. I um, think he's the only actor who's in this for any significant amount of time who's actually worth a damn. So I think, I think if Isaac Hayes hadn't been in this movie, I would have probably tuned out completely. I think he's, I I will say he, he, he tries. I mean, you know, Isaac Hayes had his ups and downs in his career. And I think that at this point he was probably not necessarily on one of his ups. Um, So I, I'm, I feel like it's probably uh, because I think this was actually right before South Park, which kind of, revitalized his career and introduced him to a lot of like a younger audience too. Mm. So I feel like he was probably at the point now where he would do anything, but uh, thank God they got him because man, he's, he's really the only person who adds any gravitas to this movie. I would like to say that one other actor does, but he's literally only walks on and walks off. So, but we'll get to that later. Well, um, I do speaking about the acting. I do kind of want to touch on this because we're not otherwise we don't know who I'll get to it. Jody. Oh God! Oh. The the, oh, the kids Jody. acting now. How do you guys? What are you guys' feelings about about this fine young actor whose name is I don't have to actually look it up. Well, it's Christopher like, actually Ogden. Gave a shit. Christopher yeah. Ogden. Christopher. Let's give let's give credit where credits due here. Yeah. Um, now, <laughs> here's the thing. I think I've said this on previous <laughs> previous episodes. I'll say it on future episodes. I hate kids. I hate kids in movies. I hate the way that adults write kids in movies. And this was, <laughs> this was, this was one of, I mean, this was the perfect example of that. This kid is such a snot. <laughs> He's so, it's like, I don't know how you write a child that is this self-righteous, but there it is. Um, <laughs> I will say he, uh, Christopher Ogden didn't do a ton of acting. Uh, he, he has 13 credits, although one of those credits is in the, uh, the video game Medal of Honor Airborne. So uh, kind oh, of ties random. back to this. Yeah. Um, his most but, recent job was as he, as he, production, uh, production supervisor for on the another Google. horror. Yeah, I, no, I was gonna say uh, he he was involved in another horror franchise, uh, which is uh, the Goop Lab. Uh, anyway, all right. So back back to Christopher Ogden. <laughs> well, no, even even if they would have cast, I don't know, whoever the best child actor in the world was at the time, I'm not really sure this would have at the at the time it was Haley Joel, off. but he was too young. I mean, Mm. No, I, I, I mean, I'm, he wouldn't have pulled it off. But, I mean, it wouldn't have saved the movie, I don't think. So you're saying it's it's the writing in terms of the, how the character's written, Alan? Or well, I don't, it's it's like a character that doesn't need to act well because I don't know. He's kind of annoying, and he's kind of supposed to be. And yeah, he's supposed to be a little know. shit. But I don't think that was acting. You know what I mean? I mean, it, yeah. it's like it worked. It worked. Like just be yourself. But, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's what he was. I mean, he was. He was like an 11-year-old kid. It's like, I, I didn't really think I was watching an actor. I thought I was watching, you know, an 11. And I, I mean, I, again, with the movie that he was in, I mean, it. I don't know. I think he kind of worked as the character he was. You're saying he was very know. naturalistic. I, 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 yeah. yeah. I, I mean, think, that's what he was supposed to was... I don't think he was doing a lot of acting. I think he was just being himself. But He wasn't this supposed movie, to be likable, I mean, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Renee, you're you're a lover of children. Yes, <laughs> yeah. children are wonderful. Uh, <laughs> so um, what do you? Uh, what are your t- takes on on? Oh on, my gosh, that. On Jody well, Harris. I figured that now that he's like 37, it is perfectly acceptable for me to say that I want to punch him. Um, because man, that kid. 
Um, but he, the, some of the lines are so dumb. Like, I can't watch TV. I'm in mourning. Like, what? <laughs> yes, oh, I'm God. And, um, and when he changed sides, like he was totally pro Sam. And all of a sudden he's like, let's take out uncle Sam. I could tell no difference at all. Like I, at first I thought it was like a, like a, you know, like a, what do they do? Like a double take or double trip, whatever it is. Um, I thought he was going to do the old switcheroo on him and be like, ha ha, I really am on uncle Sam's side. Cause I could not, I was not convinced at all <laughs> that he yeah. was, yeah, that he had now turned. Oh, no, that but, but the question, we'll get to this at the end. Was yeah. he actually an Uncle Sam? Side? Was he? Dun, yeah. dun, dun. yeah. See, I'm a little bit more on Alan's side because I think the character is supposed to be an utter little shit, and he is now. His his. I think the the issue I think a lot of people have is his laugh lack of affectation. Like you said, he just is like this most of the film. Uh, I you are a draft doc. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think it. See, it, it's he has it to shows... talk like that because he's in mourning. Now that <laughs> yes, see, yes, like. Like I said, this this is it shows the damage done to characters by by violence, not just the violence of war, but all violence. The 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 we'll come, get to it later in terms of the violence from Uncle Sam himself. Mm. But it's it it's it it was emotionally stunting for the characters. The character is emotionally stunted, and mm -hmm. he's he's withdrawn, and that's why he has that last lack so of. So what you're saying is this is a whole lot deeper than anybody ever realized. Well, in no, it's actually another piece years. of trash, but it's really fun piece of trash. <laughs> but I, I, you know, I'll, I'll try anything to 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 justify it. But no, I'll, to be honest, yeah, it's another piece of trash, but a fun one. Um, so, uh, so I, I think did we already skip over some of the deaths? I didn't wasn't very good at at cataloging it. My wife, who hates slasher films, had a ball. She was like cataloging the deaths. She goes, "How many up to now? Is that three? Is that four? Who's died well, now?" Well, it and started so early. Yeah. Well, yeah. And we, you know, we've had some issues with that. So it was, it was great that they went right on into it. <laughs> we, we, we did, we did skip over, uh, God, what is, what is the character's, I think his name was Ralph. Um, we skipped over one of my favorite scenes. We we're talking about, uh, uh, Jody, where I guess, I guess Ralph is like the, his mom's boyfriend. Oh, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And, who, and who, I went, for a second, was, I thought it was the cop. It looked like they looked the same. Yeah. yeah. Somebody, oh, oh, God. Oh, oh, and you know, you know what really, really irked me about Ralph, if that's his name? He had long pants on. I mean, it's July 4th. You know it's 100 degrees, and he wears oh. long pants to the, uh, to the thing. Well, we're not to the Fourth of July yet. Let's let's rag on Ralph for well, the, the wait, first no, part. No, where here's 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 the, the thing. subtlety of Ralph. Here's the thing I love about so they 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 introduce Ralph, and you know that he's uh, a scumbag because he is bragging about uh, being a uh, basically cheating on his taxes. And yeah. Jody Jody, as any fourteen year old boy would be, is completely revolted by the idea of this guy cheating on taxes and cheating yes. on the IRS. Yeah. Which is obviously the number one thing that kids care about. I mean, I know. <laughs> I always told my parents, if you ever cheat on your taxes, uh, I'm out of here. Yeah. That's so, because Jody is a red-blooded American. Thank you very much. Yeah, the, <laughs> well, he is. The, the subtlety okay. in this film. For, it's, it's amazing the lack of subtlety in this film, but you're still not sure where the hell it sits politically. Right. <laughs> well, you're not sure okay. if it's satire or if it's, if it, you know, it's, you're not really sure, so... Right now, <laughs> well, if they were making a statement, I gotta tell you, I missed it. I missed 
Because, yeah, I'm like you. I thought it was going one way or the other a few times. And then I was like, I just don't think it really knows where it's going. <laughs> See that? That's okay. That's all part of the plan because the idea is that it's a film that you can bring your own feelings to. So therefore, whether you're on the left or the right or the center or wherever, you can look at it and go, "Wow, this is as offensive as fuck." No matter where you're coming from. See? Well, it's all, it's all part of the plan. <laughs> speaking of speaking of the political spectrum, uh, Paul, like, if I may get a little bit political here. Yeah, I, I did notice there was one line that, in obviously, was not uh, you know intentional because this was something that would happen far in the future. But <laughs> when Ralph is talking about being a tax dodge, and Jody is is uh, uh, you know complaining about him cheating, and Ralph says, uh, "No, Jody, I'm just smarter than they are." <laughs> no, does does that remind anyone of anyone? No, okay, let's move on. <laughs> so let's not go down that that about, lane. But about taxes, because, yeah. But yeah, yeah. But anyway, anyhow, yeah. The subtlety is not really there. Um, so let's see. I'm trying to think. Is 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 creepy Willie next? Yeah, because he kind Willie of goes full Walker? on. Yeah, I think Willie uh, was yeah. his first first guy. Was he? Be, was he? Okay, not yeah, Willie. Willie was Willie in the movie other well, than then? No, nope. because I don't, I never like really even saw his face except when he died. No. So yes. So I think, but this they show the they show the flag burners first, right? Because that's well, what well, wakens. We we actually skipped over another part. Oh dear. There's oh. the whole. There's the whole like I guess it's a wake or a, I, I guess it would be a viewing. Except oh, that's right. Why don't you just shut up? What? Remember that? <laughs> no, here's 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 the thing. Here's the thing I love. Here's the thing I love about that scene. So the scene immediately before that is when we learn a little bit more about Jed Crowley's character, where Isaac Hayes, uh, the, you know, Jody's saying, oh, yeah, I want to I want to, you know, I can't wait to go into the, the the military or whatever. And then Isaac Hayes gets really mad at him. And he's like, you know, just stop it. And he's like, you know, back in back in my time, we had, you know, we were fighting against Hitler and Mussolini and we understood what we stood for. And and nowadays, all of these all these wars, you know, we don't know what we're fighting for or what side we're on. And basically, he goes into this whole like uh, monologue about, you know, uh, why joining the armed forces is bad and why he feels guilty for putting all these ideas in Sam's head. And, you know, basically, basically explaining that warfare in the latter half of the 20th century is, uh, you know, not the uh, not the clear cut matter that it, you know, people once considered it to be. So after all that, then he goes in and he and he hears Ralph talking about, oh, yeah, we're just over there for oil. And Jody's like, shut up. It's like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> like, Isaac, uh, it, uh, Jed just explained to you that, yeah, we're, <laughs> there are a lot right. of unjust wars. But, but then he just goes like, shut up. How dare you? <laughs> it's like, That's damn it. It took time for him to process this. That's what. Actually, <laughs> you know, so. actually, one one thing I think we also skipped over because I know they they touch on it definitely more in depth after the slaughter starts going on, but I think beforehand we find out that um, that Sam has been abusive to his wife. Do we not? Oh, this, that's at the end. Or no, not we found. End, I thought we found it. No, we found we found it earlier, like before he's even revived, where she talks about. Um, I swear, she she says something to imply at least that there is something earlier oh. on where they kind of imply it before they actually she actually has the conversation the, with the kid because right. i remember asking you in the beginning i was just like did they just kind of imply what i thought they just implied yeah um, and then yeah because yeah. so yeah it's between the two sisters mm -hmm. implying okay. that they were afraid that afraid for you know she they, they just hoped he had 
you know, wouldn't even like come back. Yeah, because so, it was the morning after she was told he died. It was yeah. when they were talking in the kitchen. Oh yeah. boy. So anyway, let's get let's get back. Let's get to the fun part where he actually is get, gets revived. So I think <laughs> they show they show like the like said so the the teenagers. Uh, partying in the cemetery for no apparent reason, spraying swastikas and lighting a flag on fire for no, I mean, those are, that's usually done as protest, it's, but they're just doing it for shits and giggles. They're doing obviously, it for shits and giggles. Obviously these kids are Antifa. That's yeah. all yeah, exactly. And it got, <laughs> but I was saying, they're, they're, they're just doing it for shits and giggles. They're not doing it for any sort of protest. And it, it, like the, the, the ashes fall into the Sam's open grave that he's not in. Yeah. Right. And he wakes up. And now one thing they did show earlier was that Jody wanted to look at him. it's not deep enough either. Anybody notice that? Well, they weren't done digging. It's like it was half done. Yeah. It was half done. It was a union, it was a union job. Okay. Yeah. 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 So anyway, <laughs> yeah, but there is, look, there is some really good consistency because the, the casket he is in is a big metal casket with latches on it. And earlier Jody does undo those latches because he wants to look in and he stops to so see he wouldn't have been able to get out if Jody hadn't done that. But anyway, it must, oh. it must be awful lonely being dead. Yeah. <laughs> See, there's so many great Ooh. lines in this. That'll, and and delivered also, so wonderfully. I also <laughs> want to point out that the, the kids aren't just burning an American flag. They're also drying or spray painting swastikas <laughs> on the headstones. So it's like, I don't, I guess they're just trying to be like, stupid offensive kids but also like it's very unclear yeah like uh because you you like i would expect in a movie like this they would have like i don't know some sort of like obvious like uh like cliched hippies burning a flag but in this case <laughs> I, I don't know they're like maybe neo-nazis maybe they're just I don't, no like, they're kids. just they're just stupid kids that's all okay. and they're not they don't they look more like they're in college frankly but anyway yeah. They do that, and a lot of shit goes on. Like, there's a seems like there's a lot of a long amount of time before he gets out of the coffin because everyone's gone to bed. He gets out of the coffin, goes upstairs, takes the takes his medals from jo under Jody's bed, pins them to the flesh of his chest. Just so gross. And, yeah. And then, then you have this woman getting out of a shower who were like, "Wait, is this someone we've seen before?" And the answer is no. <laughs> and and she's in a towel, and you see this. Uncle Sam peering through a window till you see that he's a Uncle Sam on stilts. He's wearing why you would actually have a mask for somebody dressed as Uncle well, Sam. No, okay. Nobody so has a mask obviously for. this is the town pervert kid, right? Because right, yeah, the Willie. girl the, the girl doesn't know anything. She just sees the guy in the mask and immediately knows it's Willie. And then I'm like, well, how would she know it's Willie? And then you look outside, it's like, oh, well, what other kid has 30-foot stilts in the town? You know, it's got to be Willie. Exactly. I mean, it's like, if you're going to spy on people, why wear the mask, right? I mean, you're the only yeah. kid with you, the 30-foot stilts. The stilts. <laughs> well, it could have just been a tall guy. You couldn't tell there were stilts under that under that under those pants. Well, yeah, uh, okay. But she does that, of course. Before, she has just enough time to drop her towel beforehand, too, because they have to get that, yeah. that one shot of gratuitous nudity, and they're like, oh, got to get this in here now. And then he goes running off, and he's, like, running across town in the stilts, which is great and then somehow oh somehow sam shows up and willie runs into a, a branch knocks himself down and and sam Classic apparently willie. just yeah well and sam is yeah, like chasing him with hedge clippers yeah. yeah he doesn't like you peeping at first see talk about going back and forth that, that's when i was like okay uh, you know sam is after anybody that's doing anything that's bad or immoral right but then, right, yeah, well, he, not like, something well, a good American. But at some right, point, yes. Isaac Hayes does say, 
you know, he did say something about that. You know, he just went over there because he just wanted to kill people. Right. And but, I think they had even yeah. said that earlier about him, too, that he was just he just liked to kill. It yeah, wasn't, that, that, he wasn't... that was that was in his monologue where he was talking about how like he went on a, a, a hunting trip at one point and he did something and he was like, yeah, he, he's he was scary to me. So that was kind of a I don't know. Th- th- again, like this this movie uh, it's very wishy-washy in like, okay, so now you're saying that, yeah, this, you're basically, basically kind of calling out the fact that, you know, some people join the military just to kill, but then I don't know. I also, can I, can I just point out one thing? Uh, this is, I'm going to, Paul's going to hate me because I'm going to dunk on this movie a lot. No, no, you're welcome and, to dunk on it. I never yeah. said it was a good movie. Here, here's the, here's it's, my it's primary. Horrible. Okay. Let me just repeat this before you go into that. It is terrible, reprehensible trash. I just say it's really fun. Go ahead. Well, here's yeah. Here, here's here's my here's my problem with this movie. So I I actually hadn't seen the Maniac Cop movies until recently. Uh, you know, I think I recommended them on on one of our Q Tips episodes. Go listen every week if you don't uh, if you if you don't already. We we recommend movies every single week for you to watch on streaming. Um, but those movies are so good, especially the first one, because so it's a movie called Maniac Cop, right? Uh, in the first, I don't know, five or six minutes, you were introduced to the maniac cop. In this movie, you get him, yeah, you get him killing the the army guys at the very beginning. But then this is this movie's hour and twenty five minutes long. Okay, and I and I checked because I was like, man, it's taking a while for this movie to get going. So I, I made a note. It's thirty seven minutes in before he actually gets out of that coffin and starts killing people. Because they're, <laughs> what is they're going setting on? up the. It's this called backstory. backstory. This is when we learn we learn about about Jody's Jody's emotional stuntedness, and we learn oh, about his, his we were... hero hero worship. We learn about was... Isaac Hayes's <laughs> survivor's guilt. We we learn about uh, uh, the 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 interchangeable uh, female leads and their interchangeable love interests that all mm-hmm. could be the mm-hmm. same people i don't know even even timothy bottoms looks like sort of the love interest as well so you have five characters there that could be two you know it's it, you it, you have all this building of this that is there and it's 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 to build this thing so when he does go on the rampage you go oh okay now we'll finally look at the part. budget there was a budget <laughs> yeah they said it was 2 million oh boy really and i was just well like, not a not a movie where the budget is on screen. <laughs> well, I don't know. You know how much it co- costs to have somebody on on giant stilts? It's you know, it's got to be. That's true. There's the probably only one guy. Be 30, 40 bucks easy. The, in- <laughs> the insurance alone for that is because I mean, there's that scene where he's running down the road and the car comes and swerves and almost knocks That's him true. down. I mean, that, that was, was the one impressive stunt. That was pretty impressive. All right. Um. So. Yeah, so you know he basically dispatches him, and then makes it finally to the 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 graveyard where two of the three guys were like, "Well, we're tired of waiting around here to get slaughtered," and left. I don't know how many hours they were in the graveyard burning those flags, and uh, he finally takes one yeah, guy. What was the purpose of that scene? I mean, did it play into anything? What the burning the flag? That's what kind yeah. of revived him. That's what one of the many things that possibly <clears throat> revived him. His his uh his uncle Sam sense was tingling. Someone was burning the flag, and he had to uh, he had to come he had and to get revenge. Him. And so Did he, he killed him. Yes, that's, a, that's a, so three different ways. So the, the first guy is the one he chases, falls into the grave, breaks his ankle, leg, or something, and then Sam oh, yeah, buries him, that. buries him with with 
alive with Which, a shovel. It's like, can I boy, say he must? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Literally the worst way to kill someone is to put them in a, an open grave and very, very slowly shovel dirt onto them. Uh, was, I don't he was know. Shoveling super fast. It was a human. <laughs> yeah, fast so, yeah. He was blinded but, uh, by the flying dirt. All you have to do if someone is burying you, and this is a tip for all you listeners out there. If you ever fall into an open grave and someone starts burying you alive, uh, you just crawl on top of the dirt until you're out. <laughs> he obviously did crawl up enough because his hand was sticking out of it at the end. So. Yeah, if you take a nap, oh, yeah. that's it. The only way you and can then, die in that case don't is take a nap. nap. And then Sam said, made some quip. I don't know what the hell it was. Something, you know, they were trying to do like an 80s style. Uh, here's dirt in your eye. I don't know what the hell he said. because really Yeah, something like that, right? It wasn't really impressive. But yeah, he does actually get the other two guys. Um, and I'm not even sure like the order in which they could. I, well, I know the one guy that doesn't come till much later. But the, the second guy, how's the second guy die? I kind of lost track. Oh, uh, you're remember. talking about the, the, the guy that... Uh... No, I think he only kills the one guy, doesn't he? Because he 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 kills the one the guy. The other two guy, the other two guys leave, and then but the uh, the second guy dies. I can't remember how. And the third guy isn't killed till the the um until the picnic. Well, the second guy he puts on the he he uh basically oh that's like, right he grabs on, on the flagpole and that's right and yeah which I believe yeah, okay. I, I, I'm no expert but I believe that's against flag code. Uh, hanging a body in place of an American flag. Well, so Renee, was it, weren't the you the one who pointed out consequential? The... I, I didn't remember them as the people from the grave yard, but now you mentioned about the guy on the flagpole. Yeah, okay, I guess that was one of them. <laughs> well, yeah, because see, that's that, what that is again is pointing out the how violence is dehumanizing. But anyway, yeah, um, Renee, were you the one who pointed out the the flag, the the guy in the flagpole's outfit, or is that Shelley? Oh, I think it was Shelly. Yeah, so Shelly pointed out that the guy in the flagpole had a red and white striped shirt and blue pants, so he was like <laughs> a flag. Oh. Actually, so many people actually have, if you know, the costume design in this is very subtle sometimes in terms of, you know, mm. the flag symbolism in this. So um, he does murder him there, and then, I, to be honest, I kind of lose track of what happens. <laughs> I don't even, yeah, I don't even remember if the third guy dies. The third guy does die. It's not till they get to the 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 um the Fourth of July festivities. Um, okay. And I'm not sure. So nobody notices that the 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 coffin is is empty because we'll get to that. That shows up later. Um. But the next day. Oh, that's right. This the next. How does how does Jody get grounded? Just being like, shit in general. Shut up, right? Yeah. yeah so so Jody was grounded, grounded hard. You're not going to anything. You know, yeah, you're from... not going to. I didn't want to go anyway. Anyway, yeah, to the Fourth of July <laughs> celebration. So anyway, let's just jump ahead to the Fourth of July celebration because I don't think there was like another. I think we had already. Oh made yeah, because that's where my favorite July. character comes into play. Oh, I think everyone's favorite character. <laughs> character comes into yeah. Play. So we have that. We have the Fourth of July celebrations, the big town Fourth of July celebration. <laughs> uh, the the mom's shitty tax dodger boyfriend is going to be Abraham Lincoln on the float and. Um, uh, you have a, a crooked politician played by the great Robert Forrester shows up briefly. Um, <laughs> well, yeah. So, so here, here's my other problem with this movie. When I saw yeah. Robert Forrester's name in the credits, I was like, okay, okay, thank God. There's, there's someone in here that I can look forward to seeing. I'm, I'm a, I actually think That's Robert exactly Forrester is way underrated. Oh, I, mean, I love I, Robert Forrester. Yeah. I, I, I feel like he's one of those actors, like he is a, such a phenomenal actor. And yet he did, he did show up in a lot of stuff that was 
you know, maybe not so high profile. Uh, was it was it Maniac Cup two or three that he was in? He like plays the doctor. Um, I can't remember, I remember which it's one. Been so while, it's been a while since I've seen him. Yeah, but I mean, he he's just he's one of those actors. I mean, he's he's literally never uh, he he never put on a bad performance. I was so excited to see him. He's in here for I don't know a minute, two minutes. He's- no, he's in. He's in for several because he has like one of the most spectacular deaths in the movie. Yeah, no, no. He, but, but he was definitely on set for like a day. Oh, I, yeah, I, I was, yeah. I was saying, like he was definitely he because he shows up in the car. Uh, yeah, I just looked it up. It's actually Maniac Cop Three: Badge of Silence that he plays Doctor Powell. Yeah, he shows up. He, 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 he's like, I guess, uh, he has the whole like bit about the glasses or no glasses thing, uh, and then he <laughs> dies, and uh, very disappointing. You're jumping ahead there. I, I well, so you said it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just ate he showed up. Oh, anyway. So we have we have a number of characters show up, and I think, yeah, this is where everyone's favorite character, uh, whatever the hell the the kid who looks like um uh looks like uh um shit. What's his name? Never mind. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look like shit. He's he looks like cousin burned. Oliver. Freaking cousin Oliver oh, shows up. God. Yeah, yeah, he does. Blind, wheelchair bound, burn scarred cousin Oliver shows up. Oh man! So, so yeah, oh, the, the, name, the, name, the name of the character is Bobby. Okay, so Bobby uh, shows up, and with his parents, by, who, Bobby played yeah. by the Isn't yeah, the, <laughs> I don't think so. He's, he's credited as Bobby. Was he? it really? Okay, or is that a different? Uh, you know, I'm not really character. sure. Again, it's not exactly like the character. Yeah, it's Barry because he's he's uh, PJ Soul's son. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Uh, Yeah, yeah, sorry. Um, Barry Cronin, (laughs) played by by Zachary McLemore. I was I was looking at his IMDb. Uh, He was he was Bobby in the 1994 film The Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. Well, anyway, he, if he oh. doesn't look like a burned cousin Oliver, I don't know. Oh my god! But his parents well, are played by I mean... PJ Souls. PJ Souls, who is doing to me, she's doing uh, Aunt Martha from from Sleepaway Camp. If, if anything, oh she dresses god. like Aunt Martha and she acts like Aunt Martha from Sleepaway Camp. Aww. And 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 some guy. And <laughs> some guy. Parents. And the backstory is, I guess, apparently the previous summer. Some kids did something it for some reason and somehow got poor, poor uh, uh, cousin Oliver horribly burned and scarred by the fireworks. And they and were going to bring him there him just again a, the very next year. As I mean, to, it's like the one place I would to, not want to go to make everyone feel guilty. She actually says that. Um, PJ Soul oh, says, Yeah, that they, they, they're bringing him there specifically just to make everybody else pay to realize. To make everyone have a shitty time for going. Look what you did to this kid. Um, but you know, fair enough. I mean, if if my if a bunch of kids horribly burnt my my son, I would probably wheel them out every opportunity I had to mm-hmm. kind of remind them of what little shits they are. So, but nobody enough. seemed to care. And that's actually the one. Care. The only no thing is, Jody was actually nice to him. Jody was his friend and yeah. actually went to be nice to him. So that was there was that. And boy, yeah, cousin Oliver ends up and, and and play records or something and read to him. Yeah, see, so that that was pretty cool, and then uh, excuse me. And apparently, he had some psychic powers, right? Because he could <laughs> could sense when Sam was near or something. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah, so they, I guess they I lose track of when the parade starts because there's a parade that's going to start, and they're looking for the the hatchet that's supposed to be on the 
the George Washington float. And so they send um, Timothy Bottoms, the teacher, to go get it. And they said, oh, where's where's uh, Mr. Teacher who looks like George Bush? And they said, he went to go get the hatchet. And then they cut to him falling to the ground with the hatchet in his head. Um, yeah, because that, that, that was a pretty a good effect earlier. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, well, we'd skipped over it. And oh, but it also I'm, not, I'm this, not jumping forward, but we can't forget about the uh, potato sack race. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that because <laughs> one thing we did jump over is the parade is started by Isaac Hayes using Chekhov's cannon. Mm -hmm. So, which I mean, it's actually really well done because you don't even think about yeah, there's a cannon there because they're using it for Fourth of July. But yeah, it's coming in in the third act. Well, so. and apparently, um, if you put the special bullets in it, it blows everything up. And if you don't, it just like starts the uh, parade. Yeah. Well, you're sometimes you're just putting powder and and a, a you know paper wadding. Other times you're putting in a mortar that he just happens to have. But we'll get to that. So yeah, you have <laughs> let's let's get to let's get to the good stuff. The um the Uncle Sam is is shooting like ducks at the little uh carnival thing which i'm pretty sure uses bb's but somehow he breaks it off and next thing you know they're going up to um the mom goes up to her boyfriend ralph the the tax dodger who's sitting like uh abraham lincoln and just like abraham lincoln he's been shot in the head and he's dead presumably with the bb well, gun i don't know i didn't quite understand we 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 also did uh skip over one of my favorite parts of the entire movie Oh, yeah. Which is is when uh, uh, Barry actually meets Uncle Sam, and oh, is that for, before he kills? Uh... I think that's before he kills. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's before the. Yeah, the, I don't think he had killed anybody at, at that point. Do you want to go? Yeah. Do you want to go ahead, Zach? No, no. I, I just probably probably the most awkward sequence of the entire movie, where for about three minutes we just see. Uncle Han <laughs> uh, Uncle Sam's long. disembodied hand, like caress Barry's face. Which is like, well, that was only one of his hands. Did you not see the connection? Did you not see the connection? How did Sam die? Die, Sam was burned to death in the helicopter crash. Well, he was, and so he was, he was burned to death in the helicopter crash. So he came up and he recognized the burn marks on on cousin Oliver and he's feeling them and then proceeding to bonding. Seductively caress it for three minutes. No, he is bonding with him and showing him. He's showing him love and concern, and he's oh, saying, uh... "I, you know, <laughs> I, I'm concerned." Now, granted, granted, cousin Oliver goes, "He touched me." Okay, yeah. Then, <laughs> then, in that in that case, Paul, please never try to bond with me. I think he said, <laughs> "Any bond." So he didn't just touch him. It just like depends upon where you're from, Zach. Oh boy. <laughs> So yeah, and so yeah, he what does he say to him? He says something like He says we're gonna make all the people that did this to you pay or something like that. Yeah, yeah. He says he says we're gonna do what you want to do, which is make yeah. them all pay. It's like damn. So yeah, I love the fact that at this point they I guess because they were both burned in a fire, now they both have the shine or something. Oh my yeah. god. <laughs> oh, we're, oh okay. my god. we're already dealing with an undead <laughs> Uncle Sam. You well, can't. You can't just. You, you you have problems with with a psychic burned kid. I mean, I'm just saying they they they. It's kind of a third act twist, but okay. It is what a twist. See, yeah. there's there's more to this film than you know you realize. So oh. yeah, you do have that, and then so you have the you have you have the person who's shot dead at the parade, and everyone continues well, no, no, on. No. As, okay, but think about the accident from the year before. Okay, because yeah. we assumed this was a normal kid. Yeah. It burned the side of his face. 
It yeah. blinded him, probably made him psychic. But the thing that gets me, it put him in a wheelchair. Maybe he was in a wheelchair. Yeah. <laughs> no, Maybe he was no, in a wheelchair. He been. That had to be from the fireworks. It had to be? I mean, yeah, that's a heck of a firework to put you in a wheelchair. Well, it is. It's true. Well, maybe well they it was exploded the... a house with the cannon. Well, yeah, yeah. you're jumping ahead, Renee. You're jumping ahead. Now, the question is... <clears> maybe I, uh, he got hit with one of those cannonballs. <laughs> after, okay, after after Abraham Lincoln is killed, everyone pretty much continues uh, as as elsewhere, and, and Robert Force is, like, excited because that means the, the news media is going to be there. When does when does the, the teen girl who's just smoking dope get 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 killed? Oh, oh that's after... Okay, that's after... After that was the dumbest scene ever. Oh, well, wait, first we have to talk about the potato sack race. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Alan's favorite. The, okay. The, 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 I, but don't the, let me forget the burned meat. Alan, would you like to discuss? <laughs> we, we, we'll do that. But do you want to discuss the epic potato sack race? Well, okay. The thing about the potato sack race. Okay. Well, apparently it's okay. First of all, it's the longest potato sack race in the history of the world. It's like cross country. I, I, yeah. And. <laughs> I mean, the, okay, the kid, you know, the, the kid that's like going to knock everybody down, I guess that's going to make him win or something. But if you were in a, you know, if you were in a potato sack race and somebody knocked you down, I, I mean, you would get up, run after them and beat the crap out of them because they're in a potato well, sack. I mean, they can't outrun you, but apparently some of them were in these sacks so tight that they couldn't get out. Well, actually, let's jump back I, at it because we, we are, again, we're just jumping around because again, this film is much like fluid. <laughs> well, this movie is fluid. And it's it's a, it's a it's a tone poem. So the, the, this kid in the potato sack race, you're knocking people over. He was one of the three assholes at the at the um, right right at the at the graveyard. And then for what? Yes, he was. He's one. Of, he's the third one. What? Yes. So that, then, okay, I guess that's how because actually killed. Sam has like a flashback and sees him. I believe if I, if I remember correctly. Yes. Or maybe, oh, that was maybe, a horrible flashback. It was less than like a half of a second. Right. And you were supposed to pick oh. up some context from that. But yeah, see, I picked bad. it up. I but they were up. running over time. But before was, <laughs> the movie was already an hour and twenty-four minutes, they couldn't go another thirty seconds. So anyway, they they were going to open up the big celebration with somebody singing the national anthem, and for some reason they picked this kid. Who goes up and then starts screeching it, and then then moons the audience, but they don't really want to actually show another butt because they already he had. Didn't really moon them, so yeah. His, yeah. He had weird. Yeah, he was he was wearing his, his women's underwear. On. Yeah, his underwear. On. Yeah, <laughs> and then he had women's underwear on. He had like. Well, no, they were like granny panties. <laughs> okay, well, I guess boxers. I didn't look. I didn't look too closely, but yeah. So I'll anyway, find a picture right now. They Later. were like silky boxers. That was like all the yeah. rage back in '96. There you yeah. go. So they're silky <laughs> boxers. Now, anyway, so yeah, he's he's the one who is knocking everybody over, and he has his, he has his <laughs> He has his potato sack like almost tied around his neck. Yeah. Like, and 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 then now, he goes, "Oh God, go the, for it, Alan." The other thing I was going to say about that was, um, I, I I I'm assuming he didn't do it, but. That was one of the best stunts in the movie. When he went down the hill. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, you know yes. what I'm talking about? I mean, when he hit the bottom of that hill, I mean, his arms were in the sack. And he did, like, almost a complete flip. And I was like, oh, my God. You know, he's going to kill himself. I mean, like, not, you know, the, the, the character, but, like, the actor that was doing that. I mean, it was like, it was like, geez, you know, that's actually a, a, a crazy stunt. Because, I mean, he's. He didn't have his arms to protect himself, and he's doing like this flip where he literally could have landed on his head and killed himself. 
Right. But he didn't kill himself. But what happens to the what happens to the, the character there, Alan? Uh, he gets his head chopped off. With, there you uh, go. It was a hedge. Wasn't it hedge clippers? Well, you know, if you're was undead, you can be awfully strong. And those were pretty sharp. I hedge guess. Clippers, apparently. And I mean, he made a good cut, too, because it was like clean. Yeah, it was quick. Mm-hmm. A schnick. So, hey, Renee, do you want to talk about the uh, the the teenage girl cooking the ribs? <laughs> just just real quick it, it was the that was the cleaver that he had stolen from that girl that he used to oh that's right that's what yes. it was the head yeah the the head strippers trimmers head strippers. were for for willie were whatever they were <laughs> for willie the pervert that's right that but thanks for telling me that because i didn't want to watch it again to figure that out no it's it's actually multi-layered so there's that mm-hmm. there's also to show that she she is she is immoral because she is mm-hmm. smoking a joint and it's mm-hmm. to show that generic sheriff cop boyfriend of of sam's widow is also corrupt because he takes the the joints and puts them in his pocket to smoke later yeah and ultimately when people smoke or do drugs people die right there you go the other thing about that scene okay you know how she goes off to the side Mm -hmm. he immediately takes her from it and says get back to that cooker (laughs) okay and she opens the cooker and the meat is i mean it's already just about burnt so if she would have actually gotten to smoke that, can you imagine how black that meat would have been? I mean, it, it would have been gone. Very irresponsible of her. Very good point. Good job. So she's not just yeah. a drug addict. She's also an irresponsible. She's a bad cook. cook. Ruin all your. Oh man, see what happens. <laughs> and so what? Ha- what happens to her, guys? What, what's the what's the the payoff of that whole thing too? When she opens the, it's like it's like when you get your head. head. Yeah, like when you get your head dunked into a deep fryer. In other movies, but in this case, it's a grill. <laughs> yeah, because what else was on the grill though when she opened it? Oh, it's the head. What? Potato dun, sack dun, guy's dun. head. Yeah. Oh, dang. that's right. And oh I my god, you're so worried about the burnt about meat. That. You forgot the head. <laughs> yeah, I was looking at the meat. It's like, oh my god, the meat's burnt. Oh yeah. By the way, there's a head on the grill. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm trying to think what else is. Is this the point when when cousin Oliver goes goes? He, he's here. He says something that indicates his psychic abilities. Yeah. About or there's more now, of them was, where people I, dying. I that's when he was at the house. Oh, that's later. Like Never you know, they, they okay. All this stuff is going on. Things are blowing up, and they're firing cannons. I know I'm jumping ahead of myself, but and he's just kind of hanging out there on the sidewalk. I mean, well, we're, we'll he should have been burned again. But yeah, because well, little we, Barry anyway, is I, like, I he's sitting there, and he says something like, "Someone's dead." There are yeah. others. Yeah. And, that, and the dad's like, sorry, we should have left you in the shade. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, we, we also skipped over one of the most pivotal scenes, which is when uh, the the bakers are hanging out uh, wherever they are. And I guess they they're telling Jody about the sorted backstory of of sam and we kind of find out I exactly was, i thought that was after uh the mayor i mean after after the after robert forrester no no that's right out. right before you, she finds the head in the uh in the cooker okay well yeah. Yeah, we won't, zach go ahead you want to fill us in I on mean, that, that scene because it's it a kind pivotal of a, scene in the yeah, film pivotal it's a scene. character build, character building you, you kind of a i don't know i don't know if it's the appropriate time to uh admit to your teenage son that your brother molested you when you were a kid but hey you know um, yeah. When is a good time? Um, mm. No, it, it's it's like, man, they yeah. So so they obviously didn't like. I don't know, man. They 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 didn't really know what they wanted to do with this character. Is he just you know? Is he is, is it supernatural? Is it that he's just you know 
evil? Is he motivated by, um, I don't know, some sort of weird um, perverted patriotism? But no, they they also had to add all this stuff about him being, I guess, like a child molester or whatever. And also, like, <laughs> I guess, like, beating his wife or I don't know. They, they, they don't get like they don't get explicit, but they, they infer a lot of things. Right. So it's it's the it's the the mother and uh, the widow are in. It's like a barn, aren't they? Yeah. With with Jody and they're explaining because he was saying how. Sam is, you know, great, and they're like, no, he wasn't a hero; he was an asshole. And... Yeah. Well, well, the 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 if you really if you really want to get deep into the uh, the, the metaphor here, Paul. Yeah, uh, certainly, you know, it's all it, about pe- the metaphor. Pe- well, people are dying, and Jody is like, if Uncle Sam was here, he would he would find the killer and he'd break their arms. Mm-hmm. So is that is that a is that a a deep commentary on the fact that very often uh, the U.S. military gets involved? into these conflicts that then it is up to the u.s military to extract themselves from could be again this this film is the film the film is very very vague about its actual own politics there are times where you sit there and go this is a pretty lefty film and then other times you go i don't know it it's kind of on the right hand side of things and you're like i i'm not really sure and see again that that shows the conflict in in american society how we're all together but there are times when we shift to the left we shift to the right and 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 sit down stand up fight 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 um you know so it's it's all about the metaphor really and the damage that is done by by violence be it you know you know wartime or is it is personal or even you know emotional violence such as that suffered by cousin oliver so yeah and again are you talking about being a pervert so you know cousin oliver does say he touched me which the the, you know you know he literally meant that he just touched his face but i think it also could mean that you know he touched his heart by reaching out uh sure or it could mean that he touched his groin because we're not really (laughs) sure going. i don't know oh no it could be any of these things So, so let's see. Where the hell are we in this film? Um, are we up to exploding Robert Forrester yet? I think I we think are. So. Yeah, so they're about to set off the fireworks. And what's great is they, they do make a comment, the mayor standing up there, and he's like, well, you know, this year we had it done by professionals, so we don't have a repeat of last year. And they all kind of look down at, at what the hell's his name? Not Bobby, Cousin Oliver. What the hell was his name? Barry? Uh, Barry, Barry, that's it. They look at Barry, which Barry can't tell they're looking at him. <laughs> apparently, he, he apparently he's not as bad off as he lets on because at one point his dad hands him a thing of popcorn and he just takes it. He <laughs> smell it. His he yeah. had hey, yes. smell it. Super well, yeah, this brings me back even more to the final, the final, you know, uh, ten minutes where it's like I forgot. I guess I forgot at that point he was blind, but. You know, I'm like, oh my god! They put the kid in the wheelchair on the sidewalk, but imagine he can't see anything either. So there's just all these things blowing up all around him. <laughs> I, I, I mean, so it's like it's got to be even worse. But he just hangs out there like this is just normal. I don't want to leave. I'll sit right here. Maybe, maybe. Well, and but, he knows Uncle Sam won't let them get hurt. That's right. That's right. <laughs> now, so you you want to talk about some some metaphor? We have we have a couple of big ones here, Paul. Yeah. Because I mean the and maybe I'm maybe I'm reading into this a little bit too much because it wasn't quite this overt. But so so Robert Forrester is playing a com- uh, congressman, right? Right. And 
when he gets when he gets uh i guess like uh fireworked to death the the thing that he's on he's on this like um i, I don't know what you call it like a lattice like a, yeah it looks like i guess a gazebo not like, yeah, like, like a gazebo lattice type thing. Like, but yeah. if you look at it uh, if you look at it a certain way it almost looks like he's crucified uh, it's almost a cross <gasps> and oh. so is this a commentary about the the separation of church and state in our in our nation's history oh could dear be. Uh-huh. could be or, or could... really looking for like a thesis um <laughs> you know, no no i'm just offering these things to, to paul <laughs> paul's looking yeah. the best there's metaphor here um, I, I don't know i think i think it was more metaphor of, of you know it looks like the kind of thing you'd have in a garden and it's talking about the the growth of corruption in society at the time and how it can be as destructive as these fireworks that are stuffed in Robert Forrester's face. So anyway, as Robert Forrester goes up in a, a ball of flames, it's not entirely sure, certain if like all the people in the crowd knew that the the you know recognized that there was a a man tied up there bursting into flames because some of them look really excited about yeah, some the fireworks cheering. going off. I don't think but they the, liked him. Yeah, but so the the cop though is running up the hill to try and save him, and then when it, I mean, these aren't just fireworks; it bursts oh, in a ball so of far. flame, right? Which I, it burst- I actually appreciated that because you know a lot of movies he would have gotten right to his foot, and the flames would have pushed him back. He wasn't even close, and right, he was behind the, goes, the gate. <laughs> but this thing goes it with such a big ball of flame that it knocks the cop down, who rolls down into a was it a flagpole that would that, that <laughs> yeah. That, not, that, not just a flagpole, but a flagpole with a uh, an American flag, on, flag it. on it. Yeah, which goes that, straight through him. And then there's even like little bits of goo stuck to the end of it. It was pretty good. That's right. Yeah. So, and, so know, I think I mean that's another that's a, another very metaphorical. I mean a uh, <laughs> a, <laughs> a an authority figure being impaled on an American flag by Uncle Sam, which is also a phallus. It could represent which is all. You know, <laughs> it was like Uncle Sam's phallus. So uh, I mean, true. take a uh, take of that what you oh. will. Um, because also he was the man who was diddling Sam's wife. So oh. is this him symbolically oh. taking his manhood and diddling him instead? Oh. Wow. You know. Oh, there's see, there's so much to this film, so much to unpack. There's so, anyway. so much, there's so much to unpack here that William Lustig and Larry Cohen didn't had no intention of actually being in this movie. But. <laughs> We've already read more into it than they ever did when they were making it. <laughs> I don't know. I, I think I think you're 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 you know Larry Cohen and William West William Lustig are the genre greats that they are because of just things just like this. Fair so enough. anyway, um, so anyway, I think well, well, we have at this point do we have mayhem and everyone running around and everyone starting well, trying to leave at this point? Correct. We do, and we have I think my single favorite moment in the entire film where. So yeah, everything is exploding. People are running. You have uh, Barry is sitting there in his chair. He's he says like, "What's going on? What's happening?" And then his his mom and dad are right there, and his dad says, uh, "Hold, just stay here, son. I'm gonna put your mother in the car, and I'll be right back." <laughs> and then he proceeds to pick up PJ Souls, who has no no problem walking or standing, as far as we can tell. But apparently he needs to pick her up and take her to the car and leave his wheelchair bound blind son sitting in the middle of all of this chaos. Exactly. Again, this is a oh, metaphor okay. for how sometimes the state will abandon those that are most in need. 
Um, either that or just an excuse to get the kids separated. Yeah, so anyway, I, let's, let's just come to the part where where um, Isaac Hayes <laughs> and and uh, Jody and uh, Barry is that name? Uh, oh my yes. god, you are so funny! Yes. Not this is, remember the kid's name. This is really where we, we, yeah, like you said, this is where we find out that Barry basically has the shine. Yeah. And somehow has a, a mental the connection shine. with. Yeah, I'm just saying. He says there's like there are there are, there are dead people are dead and there are more or whatever. Um, or is that earlier? Yeah, I think that's I, earlier. I can't remember. But, it's a blur. Yeah, I don't know. It was so early. anyway, they, they, this is where they decide to go to Jody's house to look at the. I think they're are they going to uh, trying to convince Isaac Hayes that that um, Sam is is back from the dead. Correct? Mm-hmm. Is that yeah? Yeah. Where I they do? So. And when they go there, they open the coffin and who's in there? Not Sam, but creepy sergeant guy. Yeah. So it's kind of disappointing we didn't really get to see him killed, but you know, at least he was dead. Um, and at that point, <laughs> he, he didn't deserve point, it. <laughs> Out of all the people who die in this movie, creepy sergeant guy, he he deserved it the most. Oh yeah, yeah. So anyway, they they is this when they just that uh, psychic 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 cousin Oliver decides figures out that Sam is going to go to his wife's house. Because if I were him, I'd get my woman back. Is that what he said? Yeah. 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 And they run into they run into mom, don't they? In front of the, um, in front of the house, and I can't. What the hell happens? There's some like weird exchange there, and she's like perfectly fine with them running off. Well, yeah, no, because the 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 blind wheelchair kid says, "Don't worry, he won't hurt us," and she's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, that logic checks out. Okay, you guys go go do what you need to do." Uh-huh. Um. <laughs> Which, uh, yeah, again, mother of the year here. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty much that. It's much like everything in this film. There's one stupid, inexplicable throwaway line to explain what the characters are doing that makes no sense. But that's fine. At what point does Isaac Hayes? They tell him to go get the cannon. Is that they? Do they get the, they get to the house? Oh, they get to the house first, right? Yeah, because yeah. I think they they get to the house and they Isaac Hayes is there and he he uh, the. Sam is unmasked and he has a brief discussion with, uh, with Isaac Hayes' character. And that's when he throws, he like throws Isaac Hayes through the, uh, like the shelves. Right. But does anyone (laughs) remember the specifics of that, that discussion? I have a feeling. I think it was, they were shooting at him, right? Like the, the wife was shooting at him and he's like, he would, he won't die. And I think that's like, didn't the kid turn around and say, get the cannon. I don't no, know. but I, I think I think that's after that's after that. But yeah, yeah there's because... a there's a deeper discussion between between Isaac Hayes and and Sam. I think I think Isaac Hayes. This is the problem. Oh. Isaac Hayes. He 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 basically re- reiterates the thing that he was telling the ki- the kid earlier, which is he's like, you never you weren't fighting for your country. You were just fighting so you could kill people. And and then that's when he gets thrown through the through the thing. Yeah, because we right. saw that scene like through the eyes of the mask. Yeah, because he like looked over and saw the mask, and all of a sudden the dude's right behind him. Yeah, the one even remotely interesting shot in the entire movie. <laughs> and that's when that's when the wife or, or the widow, the ex-wife, whatever, uh, tries right. to, to shoot him. I think. And then does she actually leave? Because that was something I couldn't remember. Like I was like, wait, didn't is she still in that house? Yeah, because I think he ushered her out the door and was like, "Go." Isaac Hayes was like, "Go do whatever. Like get out of here." Yeah. Yeah, actually, yeah, at the end, it was just nobody was in the house, right? I mean, yeah, they all came out. And Isaac Hayes is such a tough, you know, tough ass that after being thrown through the bookshelf and tumbling, and he's supposed to be, I think he's supposed to be like 60 at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he gets up and he's like, get the hell out of here, you know? 
and so he goes and gets goes and gets Chekhov's cannon, bring it back. And meanwhile, the kids, Jody, kids we're stalling. not sure what. Yeah, yeah, the, the kids, kid, kids stalling. Right, saying he wants to be just like him. And this is actually a crucial. Uh, I didn't realize just how crucial this was till we were discussing it last night with with my 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 uh, youngest son. Well, he's twenty, but we were discussing it, and uh, he, he says, "Well, if you want to be like me, you have to be like me. You know, you have to first. You have to be dead." Yeah, is what he says. It's a key. Gets a remember this. This is a key point. A key point. <laughs> and, yeah, and he asked we're, me we're if thinking, he was you know, because. Right. Yeah. And, you know, Jody's, Jody's acting is so excellent in this. Mm. You can't really tell if he's really, like, I think you mentioned this earlier, whether he's on, you know, he's on Uncle Sam's side or against him. We don't really know <laughs> if he switched. <laughs> the subtlety of the performance. Right. <laughs> so, anyway, is this yeah, when Isaac Hayes shows up? Oh, Meanwhile, wait, no, all no. this shit's going on. <laughs> all this shit's going on. Cousin Oliver's still just sitting out on the sidewalk, isn't he? On the in his... I think so. I think he was on the sidewalk him. while the house exploded and fire <laughs> was going everywhere. And yeah, well, the whole time, he also knew he knew the exact moment to tell Isaac Hayes to light the cannon because he they That's cut to him as he's psychic. Light it, you know. Yeah, right. He's about to shine. So Isaac Hayes br- brings the cannon back, fires it at Sam on the front porch, who's with Jody, but Jody runs, dives off. And this cannon causes like the whole front porch to burst into flames. <laughs> but, but remember, he had to shoot him twice. Well, that's the right thing. Jody's on the ground, and who comes out of the flames? Dun, dun, dun. When flaming Sam. And that's when Isaac Hayes and fires what was a second. In the house that exploded on the second shot. Well, perhaps I think they had perhaps... turned on the gas or something. Yeah, that's when they have a gas stove and sure. hit the gas stove. Yeah, that was it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I thought that shot of him getting of Sam getting hit and getting blown backwards was pretty spectacular. He goes flying yeah, through the air, hits the thing, and just goes up in flames. Now, supposedly, if you know, I always like to look on IMDb in these low budget movies because normally there's a lot of goofs, and yeah. I didn't really. Well, I saw one that I'll talk about later, but the goof that's mentioned on IMDb it, it says when he goes back through the house, when he's blown back through the house, you can see the. Uh, like the wires on him and that the wires actually also leave like a hole in the house. So you can see that I watched it. I watched that three times and I can see neither. So <laughs> either I had the, uh, you know, the, the, the version with the beastie boys ending where they edit all that out <laughs> digitally, or I, I just can't see it. But there was one goof that everyone should have picked up on. And I know you're all just dying to tell me. Yes. What it was. Yes. Yeah. What was it? No, I said you're dying to tell me what it was because you know. You're like, oh yes, I remember that. Do I? I guess <laughs> not. It's all a blur. <laughs> okay. No, the phone when Isaac Hayes went in to call nine one one. Yeah. Okay. That phone is has no wire coming out of it anywhere. There, it's a <laughs> and you know it's, it's like an old rotary phone. So it's yeah, I, that phone is plugged in nowhere. That's the one, that's the only thing I saw in the movie that was like a, you know, like a real, you know, like editing, like type of, or not editing, but, uh, you know, something that, you know, I mean, why didn't they run the wire, just run the wire and, you know, glue it up to that thing on the wall, but they didn't, they just sat it right on the edge of the counter and there was no wire on that phone. So, cordless yeah, phones were all the rage in the nineties. The cordless rotary phones. I wish I had one of those. <laughs> it was a specialty <laughs> item. Yeah, it was Wi-Fi. It was, Sorry, yeah, so it was, I, the first IP phone. 
look, look, yeah. we're, we're almost through this movie. We're almost through this movie. <laughs> the, the, a, after the explosion, we have, is it, I don't even know how many days later it is. It's like, oh. do we know how long it is? Mm-mm. It's sort of the, the aftermath. And you have uh, um, Jody burning in a barrel all his all his military toys, it's including so Battleship. I'm like, what the hell are you getting rid of Battleship? That's yeah, great. I've noticed that too. Like, you know, it's like, why are you burning Battleship? And he's then I'm done imagine- with the military. He's over it. Yeah, and I he's imagined. I imagine he's like inhaling massive amounts of plastic fumes. But you know, mm-hmm. he was also burning comics and yeah. metal. And yeah. it was the it was the crappy Battleship version. It was the travel version. Yeah, well, I mean, I, mean, I guess you can burn that. But... Yeah, I guess the budget of the film was a little, you know. So anyway, and then he, then he turns from the film, turns from the barrel slowly, and gets an evil smile on his face, and then <laughs> freezes in the cre- screen. Crack! It crumbles, and we get we get presented for Lucio, which is Lucio Fulci, which is a big hint about the ending. Now that ending there, what were you guys take on that ending? Now, Renee, I know I, we already discussed this last night, but what was my take on the I ending? Mean, I <laughs> yeah, with him turning and what the way they they filmed that ending. So, so here, I here's it a, he, fit with the rest of the movie. Well, yeah, <laughs> it fit it fit with the rest of the movie in the sense that it made absolutely no goddamn sense. So, normally at the end of a horror movie like this, when you have a character uh, who heretofore has been relatively innocent, turn to the camera and freeze frame as ominous music plays it suggests that you know this this character is either has been evil the whole time or is about to become evil uh in a you know potential sequel but this is this scene you you basically have the kid you know doing what seems like he's finally come around and he's understood that you know the horrors of of war are are not something that are you know exciting or um necessarily always heroic but uh, so he's decided to burn all of his his war toys. Essentially, he is he is burning down the military industrial complex in the scene. <laughs> and that somehow makes him the real villain. I don't know. No, no. OK, the clue, the clue, <laughs> okay. the clue to what's going on is that for Lucio tag at the end, it's for Lucio Fulci. And that that last shot is a direct reference to the last shot of the city of the living dead. Wait, um, what are you talking where, about for Lucio? Do they say that? It, it, yes, right before the Beastie Boys played. Yeah, when the screen <laughs> crumbles, it says for Lucio. It's a black thing and it's a black screen that says yeah. for Lucio. In, in, it's the first in credit what, screen. It's the very first thing on the end oh, credit. Oh, oh. And it's it's a dedication to Lucio Fulci. And the last scene is literally a a an homage to City of the Living Dead, where now it depends upon who you ask. Some say they did it this way because they ran out of money. Others say that they did shoot the ending, but the the reels were lost. But basically, the way City of the Living Dead it ends, these two people survive fighting the Living Dead and coming out 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 you know of the grave and they're on the graveyard and there's th- their son is the son's there with two cops. He starts running towards them and then it slows and freeze frames and there's cracks all over it. And then Fulci's like, yeah, that that implies he's a zombie. So um, the whole point is, remember, because we were talking about this, and my my son said, oh, now it makes sense. He says, you have to be part. You have to be like me. You have to volunteer. You have to be dead. And so we don't. We didn't realize it, but he had 
died. He either had killed him or whatever, because he did join with Uncle Sam. And here he's undead. Nobody knows it. And he's smiling because he's like, ha ha, I'm, I'm telling them I'm good. And I'm, I'm destroying these, but actually I'm going to continue on killing like my uncle Sam did. And so, and I'm not, that part, I'm not pulling it. That, that's like, I think that's honestly what the intention of that was. So, and, and it, that, that is a, it is actually considered a direct reference. I mean, that's actually something we can look up where they said, yeah, they wanted to do that as an homage to Fulci's City of the Living Dead. I mean, I feel like this is where, uh, Uvi Ball said that there were homages to Lord of the Rings and House of the Dead, but that doesn't make it uh, any more uh, more of a good movie or really make any sense whatsoever, <laughs> which oh, I think I... in this case, I feel like it's I feel like it's a reach. Oh, no, no. I mean, I, I think it was. <coughs> I mean, that that's well, very Ball much said that they were running out of money. I was like, he can't be talking about this movie if they had two million dollars. <laughs> the, the, what I'm saying is I, th I think that was an intentional shot. Now, what the hell it means, don't ask me. I, that's my, <laughs> my reach of what it means. Excuse me, I'm choking to death on some dust. And it's not even the shot. It's the way they hold it, right? I mean, because his mom's in the background, so it makes sense for him to turn around and look at his mom, but the holding it there for a while and then shattering is kind of... Well, again, because it, it, if you watch, the, that's how the, the ending of City of the Living Dead is, is that shot there. So I think they were just kind of like, you're trying to be a clever little shot to that and and go yeah i mean all right so we we've gone through and and really hammered out what what happens in this film uh are there points we want to touch on before we actually do any wrap-ups i mean i think we've we've talked about the delightful acting um <laughs> you know the kills i think are at least nicely varied you have to admit there there's a nice variety yeah. of kills and they're mostly practical mm -hmm. um well, so the only else? thing I wanted to I wanted to point out, and I just, of course, the people listening can't see the picture that I posted. But normally in a movie, I don't really notice, um, you know, any of the extras. But there's one lady in particular. She shows up in like five scenes doing this ridiculous little dance. Obviously, they're not playing music. So she's just doing her own little thing. And uh, in the picture that I posted for you guys, it's, it's, the, it's the lady that's in the, she's got a uh, a little hat on and she's got like an American shirt. Uh, creepy old lady? Pills? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if she's creepy, but it's just too know, she looks like, like when, you know, when, if you're, if you're in a movie and you're an extra, you know, your, your, your point is. You know, if you're not there for the 50 bucks or whatever they may be paying you that day, is to get as much screen time as possible and for people to notice you. And I, I mean, the shirt and that ridiculous little dance that she does in every single scene, I remembered this lady. So, hey, if that, and I, I'm sure she's not in the credits, but uh, my hat is off to her if that was her intention. If she's a crazy <laughs> old lady, well, hey, I hope you get better. But I mean, like I said, I remembered her from this movie, and um, I think that's what she was going for. That's great. So she could uh, be in one of your movies if we can find her. Yes. yes a now, granted, granted, this was 25 years ago, so. And she right. So she might. Young there. How she probably looks the same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So <laughs> was there anything else you guys wanted to touch on? You know, the overall themes, the, uh, the, the, the score, the, <laughs> the cinematography such as wow. it was. Any, uh, I do not remember any of those things from this movie. So, 
<laughs> that's because they did their job. You're not actually supposed oh, right, to notice right. those things. When you do, that means it's actually it's it's not doing its job properly when you take a notice. <laughs> well, no, one thing, and this isn't something I noticed in the movie, but you know, one one of the things I always look at is I always look at in addition to the goofs, is what category they put this in. And I gotta tell you, I I just think comedy is a stretch for this one. <laughs> I think we got plenty of laughs out of it, Alan. Comedy horror. I mean, okay, the potato sack race, yeah, and some of it is kind of, I don't know, ridiculous, but I don't know. To put this in, in horror and comedy, ah, I don't know. I, I think Again, the ridiculousness think is, is an, I think the ridiculousness is a hundred percent intentional. I think the 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 over the top uh political aspects of the characters are I, to me that's it, it's 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 a hundred percent intentional now whether it's good or not is another story but it's it's a hundred percent and it's they intended to make a comedy and, now, and the fact I that you have to debate it makes you go well is it a good time <laughs> they, they they said this was a video does that mean that this never got released in a theater anywhere lord no <laughs> <laughs> this was this is definitely straight to video in 1996 I wonder you because the the other thing I didn't see how much money it made or has made or whatever. Um, I just I wonder if they got their two million back. But you know what the release date was in the United States? July fourth. Yep, nineteen ninety seven. So I mean, yeah, dang. It was released in Greece in nineteen ninety six. So and uh, I also saw where I guess I guess they released a Spanish uh, subtitled version and it was. Uh, Oh, I've I've lost the uh, I've lost the uh, what it was called. No, you're just chickening like, out and pronouncing it, Alan, aren't you? No, no, it, it was like Muerto. Uh, and Muerto I think it was El like, Cuatro El de Julio. Julio de Four. It was something like if you translate it, it's it's basically like July Fourth Death or something. It wasn't because uh, maybe Uncle Sam wouldn't mean anything to uh, Spanish speaking people, but. Death on July Fourth, maybe that would. I don't know. Hmm. Well, oh, you know, we, one thing we did leave out about the film was that wonderful poem that was recited during the closing oh. credits. You guys sat through it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, don't ask me anything about it because we were too busy. Yeah, you know. So I am not able. Well, maybe there would there'd be a way to do it, but I when when I'm watching things now, I, I'm watching them through a Roku. I, it wants to start the next movie before the credits are done for some reason. Uh, yeah. So I wasn't yeah, able to Tubi get was all like that. Way. Or is it Tubi? Is it just Tubi that's doing that? I, I couldn't get all Tubi the way did that, it, but we we had to we had to struggle. We had to click on the hold at the bottom. Oh no, hide. Hide, at the yeah, you hide it and it'll work. Ah, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, because we were like, Oh shit, I want to hear this wonderful poem. At that point, I thought it might make me watch the entire movie again to get to the poem. So I decided to scrap <laughs> that idea. All right, well let's <laughs> we're, we're we're at the <laughs> Much like the film, I think we've 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 run out of time. So let's uh let's wrap up our our final thoughts and give our our score in. Well, I mean we're doing videotapes and this was a videotape, so let's do it on on some star spangled videotapes here. Um, out of <laughs> yeah, these we're are videotapes right? that have stickers of flags on them. There you go. So um, Alan, so uh, why don't you go ahead and give us your final thoughts on the film? And your final score. Oh, final thought. I mean, God, you know, I it's bad, but 
<laughs> I saw so many parallels between this movie and like the stuff we do that <laughs> it's like it's it's bad, but it's it's like my kind of bad. I mean, you know, we make movies like this kind of sometimes. So I mean, I, but I, I would never watch this again. Uh, you know, the only unless we're doing a podcast in twenty years from now, because obviously I won't remember it. Um. So yeah, I mean. <laughs> I got. I gotta give this uh, one Star Spangled videotape rewound out of five. Okay. Um, well, at least that's one. <laughs> I, I, okay. The, the thing I would like to say is when, when I saw this, when I originally saw this movie, I was like, okay, cool. It's gonna be, you know, it's it's July fourth. It's gonna be an Uncle Sam killer. I've never seen that done before, and I don't know. Just didn't do it for me. It's like it missed the mark for me. So yeah, one, one Star Spangled Rewound videotape out of five. Are we doing out of five or out of four? Don't we normally do it out of four? No, we always do it out of five. Do we have to do it out of five? Normally we do it out of five, but let's. Oh, be well, then we'll do no it. One's, no one's going to give this movie anything above. Uh, we could know, do it out of five. No, we we stick consistently. No, we're doing it out of five. So one out of five. Um, <laughs> Renee, last night was your first uh, uh, viewing of this film. Uh, what's yeah. your final thoughts and your take on it? Um, oh, it was, you know, I've really kind of echo a lot of Ellen's sentiments where it was, it was bad, but it was like, you know, maybe like the best of the worst. It was, it's a good bad. Well, not the best of the worst, but it was, it was good, bad. Like, you know, and I could probably, honestly, this is something that I probably could watch again in the, in the sense of, you know what you have TV on in the background, you're just doing other stuff and you're sometimes you pay attention, sometimes you don't. Probably that kind of uh, situation. It was entertaining though, so I will give it two uh star spangled star <laughs> videotapes. <laughs> I'm gonna give it All two right. two uh sparklers with that as well. There you go. Um, how about you, Zach? Your thoughts and your final rating on this? Oh boy. Well, so I have I have a lot of thoughts. Let me see if I can uh, I can <laughs> assemble them into something coherent. So I mean, well, why, there why, are because the film isn't. So go ahead. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> Look, uh, I, there are a lot of classic films about the Fourth of July. Okay, I'm thinking about movies like Born on the Fourth of July, <laughs> Independence Day. Uh, Independence Day resurgence. These are all great movies about a great holiday. Seventeen seventy six. Don't forget seventeen seventy six. I I never forget. Uh, but this is not one of them. So it is worth noting that this is William Lustig's last movie. Okay, this is the last feature film. <laughs> and you might say, well, that's because he went on to be very successful doing uh film documentaries and eventually founding the uh the pretty popular boutique blu-ray and dvd label blue underground no i think i think he quit in disgrace after this movie i think all that other stuff is incidental um he he like you know we mentioned at the top that this is written by larry cohen who i think i you know i hadn't actually watched a lot of movies that he had written until recently in fact the only movies i knew of his were a little bit later um in the early 2000s, he had a couple of minor hits, like actual like Hollywood hits. He wrote Phone Booth with uh, Colin Farrell, who is typing. Um, <laughs> uh, Alan. <laughs> Alan, please. Uh, he, he, he made, you know, he, 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 he wrote a lot of films 
that not all of them are great, but the thing is, I think that uh, I think that a lot of them. Well, let me put it this way: he could have learned something about screenwriting when it came to the Uncle Sam uh, from another one of my favorite writers uh, by the name of uh, Larry Cohen. Um, because Larry Cohen, when he wrote Maniac Cop, he understood every scene, like every you know, it's a silly movie, it's campy, it's goofy. Every single scene, something is happening. It's the the plot is moving along. Um, this movie is, like I said, it takes 37 minutes for a movie about a killer Uncle Sam for the killer Uncle Sam to show up. Um, I, yeah, I, all kidding aside, I was actually super disappointed with this. I, I think that it was them trying to basically redo Maniac Cop and uh, failing horribly. So I'm going to give this one, I'm going to say that this is half a videotape. And the reason that oh. it is half a videotape is... Uh, I, I had the full videotape. I had the Uncle Sam VHS tape complete with the holographic cover. Um, I watched it once. I took it out and I put a giant M80 into it. And what was left? What was left after I lit that M80 was half a videotape. So that's what I'm going to give it. <laughs> I don't think oh I would my. watch it again. I think I think it was boring. I think if I ever wanted to watch uh, a film in this vein, I would just go back and watch the entire Maniac Cop trilogy or any other uh, film that Larry Cohen uh, wrote before I would watch this again. Fair, fair enough. And I think those are, I, See, think those I, are I really good. feel like Bill would have given this like five stars and he would have just ripped us all apart. Well, no, you never know. But anyway, well, let me get, let me get my, uh, I, I get my, um, yeah, give us your five star review, on. Paul. Well, no, no, it's actually not a five star <laughs> review. Um, it's again, it is an utterly hence, reprehensible piece of trash. It's garbage. But I had this is the second time I've watched it, and I had so much fun watching it again. Um, my my youngest, who rarely watches a movie more than once, was like, "Oh, you're gonna watch this," and he came out and sat and watched it with us. Which because also, it, he rarely comes and sits and watch movies with us on Saturday. So that was pretty impressive that he right, did yeah, that and he, and he's not a he's not a horror movie fan. He he that is not his genre, and because there's something about it that is so so much trashy fun, and I think. I think a lot of it is intentional to me. I think, uh, I think a lot of the strangeness, the weird crap with Co cousin Oliver, I think is there intentionally. Now the acting is is terrible. It's it's garbage. Um, aside from like you said, Isaac Hayes and a couple other parts, it really, um, it's not not a good movie by any stretch. But is it one that I have fun with? Do I enjoy it? Yeah. Do I kind of want to treat it as maybe maybe not every Fourth of July? Much like 1776, I'll watch that every Fourth of July. But this, maybe every other year, I could sit down and actually watch this with a big box of Junior Mints and 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 have a ball with it. Um, I'm not going to go with the review I have on on Letterbox. On Letterbox, I actually do give it four out of five stars. I called it, and I, that my my summary there is wonderfully trashy mid 90s slasher from Lustig and Cohen. Super fun with lots of intentional unintentional laughter. I really am going to have to give it because you mentioned it being boring and there are, there are some slow parts in there. I don't think the 37 minutes are too slow at the beginning because, because Jody is such a shitty actor and he's such a shitty character. The characters are terrible. I have so much fun with that, but there, it does seem to lag in little bits here and there. So I'd have to actually give it um, three, 3.5 uh, out of five wow. video tapes because I'd enjoy, which, which, which incidentally is, 
if you total up how much the three you gave it, it was three point five. There's one point seven five videotape. Oh, yeah. Um, at the end, uh, I you know so overall, yeah, your your mileage on this film definitely will vary in terms of uh, how much fun. I, I do agree with Zach. I think that that this is definitely not one of Larry Cohen's best. Um, those would be probably the It's Alive movies or Maniac Cop or Cue the Winged Serpent. Any one of those, I think, is definitely better than this. Um, it's a lesser Cohen effort, but uh, it's fun. So anyway, we've now talked quite a bit of time about this. Is there anything anyone wants to add? One last shout-out before we go? <laughs> nope, nothing. No fireworks there. All right, well, <laughs> thank you, God. <laughs> I, oh. I, I do. I do want to say, if if you're interested in movies, uh, we were talking about movies with political and social messages. Uh, if you are listening to this episode when we release it, we the last episode we released was on the amusement park, which is the new lost film by George Romero. It was filmed in 1973 and just recently released. But uh, I believe in two weeks after this episode airs, we will start in on Romero's most favorite, famous series. Uh, the Living Dead series, starting with Night of the Living Dead. So I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And obviously, we are going to talk about all the commentary in those movies and uh, hopefully enjoy watching them a little bit more than at least I enjoyed watching Uncle Sam. <laughs> the, the political commentary is at least uh, comprehensible. So, <laughs> it is comprehensible. Anyway, uh, fairly exactly. We've taken up too much of everybody's time right now. So you guys have fun, have a safe and sane fourth, and don't be like Robert Forrester. Don't stuff your mouth full of fireworks. Have a good yeah. one. <laughs> and see you at the video store. Oh, dear. <laughs> Oh dear! Well, you know, I, I could I could sing something from seventeen. Just sing Amsterdam. Amsterdam, Amsterdam. We're waiting for the chirp, chirp, chirp of an eaglet being born. Waiting for the egg to hatch on this humid Monday morning. Help. In this congressional incubator. God knows the temperature's hot enough to hatch a stone. Aww. <laughs>